Hey, 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 Joe fans, it's Mark here from Talking Joe Podcast. Today we are bringing you, from the archives, one of our first sketchbook specials, which has not yet been presented as a solo audio-only podcast. Great chat here, so I thought it was worth digging out and sharing on the podcast stream. Uh, in today's episode, Chris Diagnosticati McLeod is sharing some of the sketches that he's had from his recent time in the States. This was originally presented as a YouTube live stream, so it is heavy on the visuals, though the first few minutes are mostly just chat. You can find the images that we're discussing by either checking out the YouTube channel, Talking Joe YouTube channel, uh, where the whole live stream is presented, or by heading on over to the Patreon site, patreon.com slash talking joe where i will put a free to access post which has got a pdf with the set of images that you can peruse while you listen to this audio only podcast these live stream presentations mean that we can continue to deliver weekly content even when we haven't done a full review podcast that particular week so that's the intro done i'll pass on over to myself to uh Introduce the show. Hey, roll BT. Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe. You seem normal. Whoa, Nelly. We're back. We're live with another Talking Joe sketchbook special. We'll be talking to Chris Diagnostic AT McLeod. Uh, about some of his collection that he's accumulated over the years uh, with some other special guests. So uh, without further ado, let's roll the intro and then start meeting people. Sketchbook, sketchbook, here's my sketchbook. I can show it to you if you want to have a look. Sketchbook, sketchbook, here's my sketchbook. And now I will stop this song. There we go. So indeed going to be a Talking Boo, Talking Joe sketchbook special. I'm sorry, I've got a bit of a cold. Um, so <laughs> let's start meeting some of the people that uh, will be appearing with us today. And uh, I may or may not have had quite a lot of time on my hands this week. Uh, we'll find out if there's any clues about See, that. not yet cold, it's Chris McLeod. He's rather rude and rather loud. He loves that G.I. Joe hovercraft. He'll take that well and go. Soon may the co-host come to bring us comics and chat and fun. One day when the talking's done, we'll take our leave and go. Absolute there we fashion. go. Absolute fan. I love it. <laughs> it's Chris. Thanks for joining us, Chris. And we're going to be finding out all about your uh, uh, etchings that uh, you bring the ladies back to show, um, which will be fascinating. <laughs> um, and we will be drawn, joined by <laughs> joined by a host of special uh, guests to have a look at them, discuss them. Who should I go first? Let's go. I really want to talk Joe with you. It's a real American Tim. American Tim. And there he is. <laughs> Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Hello. Tim. 
And uh, who else has got a theme tune? It is... J, 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 It's G.I.J. Jay Cordray. There he is. Morning, everybody. Yo. How are you, Joe fans? Morning. Good to see you. J.J. Come on, Tim. Good morning, Jay. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of you my the cutest sing. I was thinking of my theme. Ah, I'll listen to you. You got two. Uh, you've got. You've got. Anyone can see there's some criticism Anything that he don't know Ain't a thing that's worth to know Pull him back and let him go Criticism Here come the nitpicker Timmy Finn Analytical prankster Timmy Finn Picking holes in your colouring Timmy Finn Still loves your joke Timmy Finn There we go. Pull him uh, back and watch him go. Action figure fiasco. That's like number two. <laughs> First time I've seen that loot. That's Bang. wonderful. <laughs> also, I, I think we should just spend the rest of today's episode watching promos for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, let's let's banter for a few seconds, and then Mark, and then, you'll, you'll roll the third one. <laughs> exactly. Let's go with another. Uh, the next intro, very special, new to the Talking Joe family. Uh, it's wonderful to have him on. John Dermott is coming on the show today with Best Be Behaved. There he is. This is a short one. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. You weren't expecting that. <laughs> I was going? not. I've been I've been podcasting and doing stuff for a long time. I've never had a, a, a musical intro. You so thank you. Never had your own theme tune before. Crikey. Uh, I, I Some speak people have it. Got- <laughs> Too. Speaking at non-comic book stuff, uh, I usually use Rush's Working Man, but uh, no, that was awesome. <laughs> how, did you, how did you know all of my favorite songs, by the way, Mark? I just, <laughs> how do you do it? I know. It's the talent. <laughs> it's funny. I was trying to, to think Robert of Thurmond, Thurmond rhymes as well. I was going, Thurmond, Jingle to be Determined. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then r- randomly, just yeah, snow by informer uh, comes up. Yeah, it's like yeah, well, Jonathan. Yes, let's you know, let's Sammy, I go playing. Um, I like it, bum bum down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that very much, Mark. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, sure and, welcome, John. Thank you. Welcome, John. Yeah, tell us about tell us a bit more about your, yourself because. You'll be new to the Talking Joe uh, listenership and viewership. So, um, what's your what's your GI Joe history, um, and uh, and particularly kind of on the on the comics and art side? What's uh, what's the interest? My GI Joe history starts in 1982 when I got Breaker, a straight arm Breaker, 
I subsequently sold all my Star Wars toys and got everything Joe I could get my hands on between 82 and 86. I got into high school, tried to discover girls better than I did. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I kept reading the comic. I, I started with issue 18. I saw it on the stands. And my mom, who's been a collector my entire life of stuff. That was my back same first issue. Awesome. So, yeah, I can remember she spent $20 on a copy of issue number two in 1984 or so, whenever it was. And yeah. Oh, yeah. So we went back. I had a subscription. And anyhow, uh, 155 came and went. I was out. Uh, Fast forward to 2009. And my one of my older son, who was nine or 10 at the time, was drawing and was getting pretty good at it and discovered that there was going to be a comic book convention here in Richmond, Mm -hmm. where we are. And the guests of honor were uh, Larry Hama, and Chris Claremont, Michael Golden. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. I've never been to a comic book show. Freaking all-star team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, yeah. and they had, and then, oh, by the way, Robert Atkins, Brian Shearer, the Tsunami Studios gang at the time out of Carolina, Billy Tucci. It was nuts. Uh, this Again, just totally overwhelmed. But when we met Larry, and uh, so, yeah, suddenly I see people carrying around these books what the hell is this? And it was <laughs> sketchbooks. So we got super into it, got really excited. I got into some of the online Joe community and discovered, uh, I don't know if you guys know Shane Simic. Uh, he went by Nuke Simic for a long time. Shane had this, has had this amazing sketch collection for many, many years and kind of got me turned on to it. Went to Baltimore Comic-Con in 2010 and it's all been downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> started, started my sketchbook, uh, discovered that, you know, since my son was uh, a really, really bright kid and funny and and took a portfolio with him everywhere artists would talk to him and eventually we started you know making friendships with artists and so i've gotten to be fairly close with several of the joe creators of the last 10 years uh also because i was older and mature and kind of knew what i was talking about the promoter here in richmond made me the i guess the the handler uh for lack of a better word for people so i have lost count of the number of times i've had meals with larry Herb Trimpey, rest in peace. Uh, Steve Rude, Bob Camp, met a lot of people over the years. And uh, yeah, so it's just, it's amazing. It's been a whole nother thing. And of course, I, I'm a human resources practitioner by trade. And most people in HR, the comic book people get really excited because of all the people I've gotten to know and through podcasting, other things. I've gotten to be friends with Tom King. He killed me in Batman a while back. Um, I know, you, I know you guys covered it on the show. Uh, Shannon Gallant, who's become a very good friend over the years. Shannon made uh, Thurman's ice cream, the Blue Ninja truck. So amazing! I'm, I'm in Real American Hero. My son and I are actually in 180, one of the scenes in in San Diego. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it's it's nuts. Absolutely John, insane. Did you just give yourself a G.I. Joe style code name? Handler? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, or, for me. or maybe better. Kid gloves. <laughs> when you're working with Larry, sometimes you need that. <laughs> See, because I was thinking, as we've been talking on the podcast before about the the GI Joe um, HR team, which seems to be a disaster <laughs> because you know they're let, you know letting the entire team go on leave all at the same time, leaving just a couple of people behind at the the pit while they go and invade uh, invade Springfield over in there in their on their holiday with access to them, you know, weaponry and machinery. Uh, so I think they need some some help there. But, and I was wondering what uh, code names G.I. Joe uh, HR team might might have. Some of my thoughts were permanent record, headcount, uh, manpower, maybe even whistleblower. 
I want to... <laughs> as long as it's not personnel, we're okay. <laughs> how about uh, how about double digit? That's pretty close to double blast. <laughs> Very good. And uh, John, just before you uh, right, we got went for a second, just before we went online, you were yeah. telling me about the ultimatum you had about your your GI Joe collecting. Could you just tell us about that? Yeah. So after that convention in '09, I, I just dumped jumped right back in uh, full bore. I uh, started getting collecting the comics again and catching up on all the things I'd missed in the mid, you know, since 155 was what, 94. So I had 15 years to catch up on it. Wow. Was collecting, you know, started collecting, re- reading all the comics, uh, dabbling in some of the figures again. And my wife basically said, look, you pick one thing, art, comics, figures. And I said, well, I really like the, I like the sketchbook from the standpoint it's personalized. It's mine, right? I own a unique piece of something to to a toy line and to a property that's you know it's the most precious thing to me so i said okay art and of course she wasn't real thrilled with that at the end of the day because i get stuff that i post on the walls and (laughs) (laughs) but it's flat and i can hide it too exactly you can you can fit a heck of a lot of uh stuff in a in a flat file that's right that's right he's put a lot of thought into this yeah, and it's nice as well said, that the artists give them all the way for free as well. So you oh, never. Sure. <laughs> when you were given the option of one thing, you should have said stuff, and that would have come. Yeah. She was pretty. She was clear about pick one thing in the property, right? So, you know, she saw the she saw the stuff all piling up. So, so does said, that oh, we'll go with art? Does that mean you are not getting each new issue? Do you read them online? Are you less into the story of the comics right now? I have not read regularly in quite a while. I kind of, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, I don't. I don't buy most of the classified figures. So. Yeah, I don't either. I bought. A, I bought a handful that I liked uh, during COVID. I've started looking at toys again because I've been able to conventions and get art. So it's a trade off. Got to got to keep got to keep something going. One category of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's the, been married twenty one years. You can, yeah, I can kind of negotiate a bit. And then my HR background, I was a negotiator, so that's that's what I do. <laughs> what if that category See, I, changed? I every think com- comics sits inside the art box. <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. Kid, really, kid gloves. Are you a vehicle driver? And your tank <laughs> or plane is called the negotiator. That sounds good. Yes, <laughs> it, it do. So. It's, maybe it's got like treads that move up and down, and it negotiates rough <laughs> And right. I can play Rush's kid gloves while I'm while I'm working. That's even better. Mm-hmm. This does Very get better cute. and better. Jay, Jay I, think I think we're figuring out what we'll be drawing for the Patreon rewards. All the all the HR Joes back at the pit that Mark's been naming. There was yeah, a, we've good, got an- a good one. That we've got another one in the illegal. in the ring here. I can't remember what workforce. it was. Yeah. Workforce. Cool. Let's so, uh, workforce work sounds yeah. like. Workforce sounds like me. It sounds like full workforce. It feels like what it's going, what it is like all the time. Yeah. But we were gathered here for a reason, my friends, and that was to look at some art. So <laughs> let's get oh, on yeah. into it. <laughs> here we go. So, Chris, you want to tee us off about uh, the context of your collection before we get onto the first piece? Or- yeah, so um, obviously this has been dropped on me while I'm living in the United States. <clears throat> so this is all stuff like uh, that, that that I had at hand, um, uh-huh. you know, from the last few years, like the last, I'd say, I don't know, four four or five years uh, being in the United States, kind of, um, you know, living here for like the, that period of time. So I've got lots of stuff, um, you know, at home. 
in the United Kingdom. Sorry, Phoebe just wanted to. <laughs> Phoebe, do you want to be involved? Do you want to get on? No, she's she's good. Um, yeah. So like, um, I've been going to like loads of conventions since I've been here. Uh, we we tend to go to. Uh, a lot of Ohio conventions as well, because we've got friends out there like Roma Collectibles and Aaron who puts on like shows like the Ohio Toy Show and you know all those kind of shows. So we tend to get uh, quite a lot of opportunities to kind of you know go to these conventions and pick up some amazing artwork. And another one of my favorite cons in the United States, uh, possibly my favorite con going, is Assembly Required. Uh, it's run by uh, Brian Sauer, who does the art for a lot of the merchandise that's sold there, but like, you know, prints and, um, you know, T-shirts and, and all sorts of cool stuff that he puts on. But the show is just, it's it's a small show. It's like uh, quite intimate, but it's like, you know, lots loads of people are, like we're really close friends with. And I have to admit, like, it's it's definitely, I look forward to that more than any show, uh, going to any show. I thought Joe Con was always fun um like that was always a, a, a like a real like loads of fun but it was so expensive and like i'm i'm mm. not i'm not like you john unfortunately i don't pick one thing <laughs> it's like anything with a gi joe badge on it or action force brand on it it's like it's probably yeah. going to be bought so Stick in that sense face on the side yeah exactly <laughs> if flint's on it i'm buying it yeah so um or if lightfoot's on it i'm buying it so um oh that's yeah. right yeah, a bit of a Lightfoot fan. Uh, only, I, but the only reason I'm a Lightfoot fan is because I randomly saw a Nerf Terror Scout in Toys R Us once and <laughs> thought that would make a really cool mind detector drone uh, for for Lightfoot. And so I made a cosplay out of it and ended up, yeah, that was it. So anyway, um, Assembly Required, amazing show. Brian Sauer runs it and he does our graphics as well for the Full Force. So if you ever see a weekly or a burst or comics burst, news burst, all those beautiful panel graphics, uh, all done by um, Brian Sauer. He's an absolute genius. And I wanted to start off by looking at a few prints from Assembly Required. Um, there'll be a little bit of a running theme here because I'm, I'm one. I'm a big Tiger Force fan. Um, I love like you know the um, the kind of Air Force, the GI Joe and Cobra Air Force. So like you know, the, there's a lot of kind of like plane based stuff in here, but there's also um, on top of that, uh, you'll see another character that might pop up a few times. But if we start with the assembly required, um, the first print for that one, uh, Mark, and that is this beauty that Brian Sauer put together. And it's effectively the characters from the Sunbow uh, cartoon in their Tiger Force gear that obviously never happened in the Sunbow cartoon. But it was during a... This was the theme of this particular assembly required that year. And uh, so we all went in and have our Tiger Force gear. I think I dressed up as uh, Tiger Force Hit and Run. Uh, my wife, Kate, was Outback. And the rest of the uh, finest, they were in, like, you know, random different Tiger Force cosplay. So it was, like, an amazing convention for that. But this this print is just gorgeous. And, again, completely done by Brian from scratch. Stunning piece of work. And you've got the the tiger rat up there flying over overhead as well just to ah, kind of, yeah. like, you know, just, just to add to that. But you've got, like, Tripwire, you've got Frostbite, Roadblock, Lifeline, Bazooka, Duke, Rakondo, um, or Wild Bill, if you're in the United Kingdom, um, Dusty, and uh, and Flint. So they, those are the ones that I think, uh, off the top of my head, were in the Sunbow cartoon, and those are the ones that he he decided to use for this particular print, and it's I just think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it looks 
Great, and and I love the fact that there's Bazooka up up front as well as being the uh, the main character featured in the in the image. I mean, he he was pretty prominent, and we will get to sketches as well. By the way, guys, it's just I wanted to uh, show off like a bunch of art effectively. Um, but yeah, the, the, I love the fact that Bazooka's forefront as well because it's like he has he, he was very very like uh, prominent in the Sumbo cartoon. So I think that's why he's kind of up front more so than than a lot of the others. I mean, Roadblock you could have had there too, Duke obviously, uh, but yeah, you're right. Bazooka was the he was like the heart and soul of Sunbow in a weird way. Very good, it's great. Bazooka and Alpine got a lot of airtime. In fact, you could have thrown Alpine in there because he was later, yeah. he was done later in Tiger Force, wasn't he? I know it would have been a different design, and you would have you'd have had to kind of like he would have had to you know really. I suppose sunbow up that kind of more modern short wearing kind of design, but like, uh, yeah, I still think this is uh, this is amazing. Yeah, cool. Should right then, click on to the next one. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. Now these these next two actually, I mean, if you 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 don't have to have both of them up, but you can flip between the two of them. These are very similar kind of pieces. You've got the uh, like a you know basically the the boom the night boomer aka the repainted uh, sky striker from night force and you've got uh -huh. the tiger rat which is the repainted rattler from uh, from you know from cobra uh, to gi joe so um again i love these ones they're very much like not like it's not like uh, tim will know the the kind of style but i'm not talking it's not like propaganda posters but it's it's got that kind of vibe hasn't it tim what's the actual art style i i, I can't think off the top of my head Russian constructivist. Okay, we'll go with that. This is the Russian constructivist <laughs> style, um, but yeah. also like Chinese propaganda yeah. posters. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely got that kind of vibe to it, and I I just love what he what he does with these prints, and these happen like more or less every assembly required. There'll always be like a new uh, kind of like aerial, you know, uh, poster with the different uh, <clears throat> the different planes on it, related to the theme of the uh, the show that year. So obviously uh -huh. we had. Uh, the Night Boomer, but I think the Night Boomer, I think it was a Night Force. Yeah, it was Night Force theme. I think it was the last one we did, actually. And again, I went as Night Force Lightfoot and Kate went as Night Force Outback, uh, which is amazing. So we tend, we tend to we cosplay together. Couples that cosplay together stay together. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. And again, Brian Sauer just absolutely, he is, his work is so clean and so crisp and so beautifully colored as well like there's there's just some real vibrancy about everything he does and if you flip back to the uh the night boomer you're talking about a black you know just an all black pretty much mm. plane but he does so much with it he's almost giving it out back uh t-shirt sleeves uh if you if you know <laughs> what i'm talking about from the original outback night force figure but like there's just so much like going on there there's there's so much detail even though it is just a black um, you know, piece of work, but like, and, and obviously the background makes a lot of difference, changing the colors up for the, to make it pop off the, off the page. But I just, I love those prints so much. I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. Great stuff. Cool. Let's flick on. Right now, moving on then, and we get to my first sketch and this was a very personal one uh, because Jim Griffith, who uh, I grew up with as a kid, like we were friends in school, uh, really nice, really wonderful guy. We ended up kind of like, uh, we, we basically, it was really interesting. Like we, we kind of, do, through school, you know how it is, like you kind of like, you, you tend to kind of drift apart a little bit, even during like, 
you know, like a different, maybe you go to high school and you're in different classes and you end up kind of drifting apart a little bit. And that kind of happened a little bit. Um, we were, um, you know, we were good friends and we kind of split up a little bit in that sense. Um, and then, not split up and sound like we were a couple, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and then we, we kind of like, we ended up getting kind of back friends again when I, I think it was like, uh, a couple of years into high school and I, I kind of found out that he was a, an action force and GI Joe collector. And I went around his house for something else completely. I think it was, um, I was on my bike. So it was way back in the day. So I cycled over to his from my little village Munsley to his little village, um, in, I think thought market, and yeah, again, these probably wor- means, words mean nothing to anybody, probably not even Mark, because we're talking Norfolk right now. We're talking like, yeah, you know, in the, in, in the wilds of uh, the United Kingdom country and, 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 and uh, uh, beachside. So I'm, yeah, I, I, I just think of the UK, the, like England as being sort of fairly straight up and down. And I forget that there's this other sort of yeah, the, the little little blob on the right. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I always thought of the UK looking like it looked like looks like a witch on a broomstick, and her ass would be Norfolk. That's how I see it. So um, apologies, I've didn't, I forgot that we're live now, and I, I should uh, <laughs> censor myself. Uh, but this particular, th- yeah. Chris, so anyway, classy. Yeah, well, you know me. Um, right, so yeah. we 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 kind of we we get back together again in terms of like the friendship kind of thing. And I go around his house, and he and he says, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big Action Force kind of fan." Pulls out a box of all these figures. And in there was Lady J and a couple of others. Uh, I had most of them that he had, apart from this Lady J. I'd never seen Lady J ever as a kid. Um, so I was, like, really excited, and I'm, and I'm kind of playing with it, and I was like, this is amazing. And he says, tell you what, you can have you have her. And and, and the, yeah, the reason I was going around there is because he had some old Battle Action Force annuals. And so I, I borrowed them off him, borrowed them off him, never gave them back. So they're mine now. But he, end, he basically said, you keep them, keep the Lady J. I'm kind of getting out of it now. So that's how I ended up with these. And then years, that was, yeah, it was that one, actually. It was that one and um, the Tiger Force cover annual, the G.I. Joe, the, I think it was just a G.I. Joe um, annual from the UK, but it was a Tiger yeah. Force cover. And um, so I borrowed those off him, stole them. And anyway, years <laughs> down the line, Jim Jim was an amazing artist. I knew that when I was when I was a kid. We knew he was a great artist, and he does these amazing, beautiful dog, uh, you know, people's dogs. Like if they'll send him pictures of their dogs, and he'll do portraits for them, and they're gorgeous. Uh, we actually got him to do. I got him to do a commission uh, as a present for Kate of our two dogs, Max and Phoebe, which I should have sent to you so you could post that up, Mark. Sorry, but um, <laughs> anyway, this th- he he basically out of the blue one day says, "I've just been listening to the podcast." And I'm really into it. And you guys are talking about Action Force and G.I. Joe, and it's really fun, and I can't believe it, and it's bringing back all these memories. And, uh, and yeah, and, and like, it's really cool to hear your voice on there. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And he just did this sketch for me. He just drew this randomly. And you can see it's on like a bit of scrap paper as well. Um, and then sent it on and said that I just, you know, was messing about. And he, we, rem- we were talking about the war correspondence story from at one of the Action ah. Force comics. Uh, I think one of the Action Force monthly comics where Snake Eyes basically gets unmasked uh, by Ripper. Uh, and uh, he he thought it'd be funny f- to do me getting unmasked by Ripper in this kind of like, you know, fight. But he gave me this ridiculous knife. I don't know why. it was. It's amazing. But uh, <laughs> it's like almost like we've been in this fight and he's like, he's really done a job on me, Ripper, and he's pulling the the the, the mask off. And I just, uh, I, when he sent it to me, I was just like, Oh my god, that is like 
it's spot on. Like, it's beautiful. Like, I love what he's done with Ripper. Like, he's a little bit kind of, you know, a bit scrawnier. And he's got like, you know, all of the 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 signposts there, the hair, the the shades, the the kind of the you know, the dog tags, the the vest and everything, kind of almost like a belly shirt kind of thing. And it just looks amazing. And what he, he kind of made me snake eyes, which I thought was really cute. But having like the mask being this very like material, kind of almost like spandex mask with his heavy visor stuck on it, I just thought it was really cool. And uh yeah, and again, like just amazing piece of work Where are we? yeah there you yeah. go there's the war That's correspondence true. yeah so uh this this um reporters uh kind of commit told to go and take pictures of this Who's action force facility shocked. and he didn't realize but he's got this one shot of uh <laughs> of snake eyes with his mask off and, he, and you don't see it in the issue which is great you just see the back of his head and he kind of got little bumps on it with like tufts of hair sticking out they really made him like some sort of elephant man vibe going on but uh yeah i thought that was great anyway yeah and that and that's the the first sketch of the day should we say and again just gorgeous <laughs> work from from jim excellent style looks like adam polina oh right yeah yeah he's um definitely with jim he's got a very unique style this is another one of his actually um this is uh snow job uh obviously but this if you could you zoom in on this a little bit mark because this is um yeah. some real beautiful detailing on this like for one thing, uh, I didn't know he'd done this, and I went around his house to pick up that sketch, yeah. that 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 one that he'd just scribbled down, uh, the Ripper and uh, Snake Eyes, me as Snake Eyes. I just went around his house when we were back in the UK to kind of you know reconnect and hang out and everything, and uh, he he lives in Leicester, so quite a, quite a drive from from where I am. So um, I go around his house and he pulls out all these sketches, and he this one came up, and I'm like holy crap this is absolutely gorgeous and one of the main things i loved about it was the fact that he just did not skimp on the snow detailing so like as as he's hitting the snow with the skis on that angle all of it just like all those little bits of snow just like like floating up in front yeah. of him it's just absolutely stunning work uh and there's so much like dynamic movement in this and it you just feel feel every little muscle tensing up as he's doing it like you, you almost like put yourself in that position in a sense um i just i just think it's absolutely gorgeous and one of my favorite pieces that he's done and it's it's a thought really sort of thoughtful uh consideration and potentially a brave artistic consideration that that you're losing his feet almost entirely in his, in yeah. his ski boots entirely in that in that snow and and his and the bottom of his, his his sticks as well and you've just got the skis sort of coming out of that that snow and it that that white space just kind of hints you know letting your your own interpret interpretation sort of fill in the the blanks as to to what's happening it's a, it's a great effect that he's got that going on there yeah, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely stunning, and just everything about it. Like, and when, I've got the the piece obviously at hand, and it's uh, up close and personal. There's just so many, just beautiful decisions he made, you know, in terms of the uh, in terms of the actual artwork. And he's he's just got this real knack and this real style and this real quality that um, I, you know, he's not he is a professional artist, not a professional Joe artist, but he did what he went through a little period after listening to the podcast of doing loads and loads of gi joe sketches and i would share them on you know the full force page and he would be really like excited because you know people were seeing this stuff like that uh and usually he does like completely different things so this was like a uh it was like almost like an exercise for him to kind of 
try and go back and do some G.I. Joe and, uh, and Action Force stuff. And I just remember seeing this and going, dude, this is it's one of the best pieces of uh, <laughs> snow, snow job art I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's just gorgeous. His figure work is really nice. And those hands are great. They, they look perfect, especially close up. Yeah, I find that in a lot of um, artwork, even like the really good stuff, is the hands can sometimes stand out a little bit as like, you know, it's really difficult to get them right. And yeah, and he just does some just really subtle work That's with them. Like the one, hold, the, his left hand holding the mm-hmm. stick out, out is just, you know, he's just gone simple with it. It's like thumb over the top. Yeah. Uh, you can't see most of it. And it's just like some really nice, really thought, well thought out shading. To kind of get the the, yeah. the the hand right, and I don't like, think he he doesn't use any reference as well. Like this is just off the top wow. of his head. So this a this less, is this is why he's like a genius to me. Like Jim, he's just incredible. A less thoughtful artist might have made it like something like this. You know? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, showing more fingers, mm-hmm. showing yeah, like uh, he he kind of does a lot. He does some really good work there of like hiding things you don't need to see, uh, yeah. and you know making it more though. effective. Yeah, big time. But yeah, I mean, just zooming on his left wrist, for example, uh, his left forearm, you've got like uh, so many like intricate folds and lines, but it's all, it it doesn't look random. Like when I've tried drawing, uh, because I can draw a little bit, but not like this. And, you know, when it comes to things like, um, you know, like creases and folds it's easy to make that just look like a mess of random crap that yeah. doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um if but if he does it in such a way that like actually field lines yes exactly just put <laughs> lines in it just put lines in it and it's done it's just not and again like you look everywhere on that that costume suit and it just looks great I, I bloody love it yeah i'm a big fan of this piece i'm not sure if you've noticed or not <laughs> very good <laughs> cool just click on <laughs> Yes, we go. Yeah, so this, I think you all know uh, the artists involved here, uh, Gallant and Shearer. So you've got Gallant doing the, um, you know, doing the artwork, basically, and, uh, and Shearer doing the inks. And this was a piece that was, that, like, you know, managed to get hold of off Brian, um, I think, during his Kickstarter for his sketchbook. Uh, which is really cool as well, actually. There's some really nice pieces in there. Brian has got this really uh, cool style, and we'll see more from him a little bit later on. Uh, but oh, thanks, Mark. I appreciate you getting the original pieces. Well, the, the not the original, the um, the color piece. piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the 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 black and white. Uh, obviously, just it, it was really cool. And I actually, I desperately wanted, um, I desperately wanted a Robo Skull page that he'd worked on because oh, yeah. the Robo Skull obviously came up quite a lot. Uh, and I said, because obviously uh, Kate and I, that's something that connects us quite um, quite solidly as a couple. Like she, Kate uh, made from scratch a 12-inch scale Robo Skull, which is one of the most incredible things I've yeah, ever seen. Amazing. Uh, and it's actually in my possession now, so I stole that. That's mine now. Um, and, <laughs> and because of that, we, we have, stole it from your wife. Is that yeah, what you mean? It, yeah. Okay. I'll put it this way. If, if anything ever goes wrong... <laughs> she'll never see that again i'm kidding i'm kidding um but yeah it's it's just a wonderful piece of work she's a, a very talented per- human being like just incredible uh talent and when it um, i saw that in um at roll out roll call in person it was yeah, yeah it yeah blew my mind that's why it's in my possession because she couldn't be it was too difficult to take back like she tried she traveled with it to the uk for roll out roll call and then was I like see. Hey, 
ain't taking this back. So good. That's in my, <laughs> that's in my possession in the United Kingdom. That's in my, that's in my uh, Indiana Jones style warehouse lockup with the Ark of the Covenant and some other wow, things. Good gravy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the so the other the other connection obviously with this particular page is that Kate does uh, bomb strike cosplay, and it's uh-huh. incredible as well. And I thought, well, if I can't get Robo Skull, if you've got a bomb strike page, that'd be great. And this one's brilliant because it's them falling down the lift shaft and her like, you know, like desperately uh, trying to get a, a carabiner hooked up and you know hook it over a little corner thing as they're falling. It's like the classic superhero. Uh, falling maneuver but yeah I, I really like this page and it's really beautifully done it's 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 such a unique uh page as well like the panels are you know all over the place and you've got the rope yeah. in the background which i thought was like a yeah. really cool way of like tying it all together <laughs> with rope yeah <laughs> let's see the color version of that one again mark uh yep man look at that top panel uh with the close-up of the hands clicking that uh no, that clasp. I'm not sure what they're called. Carabina. Okay. Yeah. Wow. When the colors went in there, it really added a lot too. I mean, this is a great page. It's wicked, isn't it? Yeah. And again, it, I suppose this is a good um, point to make of colorists also being very, very important to the process as well. <laughs> like, it's not just about the the line art. It's not just about the the inking, and then it, it's not just about the, the color. It's like all of it kind of coming together. And it, it's interesting as well how one can damage everything like the whole process like you know mm-hmm. poorly colored work can really make beautiful line art like a mess so yeah we talk yeah. hold on i'm just gonna episode. mute him <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah it's a it's a great it's a great page and there's an and there's so much going on that i think the the color version it you know looking at it particularly at this scale yeah. helps to kind of be able to differentiate the components yeah, of, of, of what is happening. Um, I think in in person it, it's easier to to take it in with the with the eye, but because there's there's so you know there's a lot to there's a lot going on on the on the page. But it's it's a great light layout, and I th- you know because Galant's um, art isn't necessarily uh, he doesn't show off with his art in in a lot yeah. of um on, in a lot of the interiors. It, it is. Um, and he he does more of that, you know, those splashier, showy-off bits when he's doing commissions and that kind of thing, which are amazing. But, you know, the interiors are often quite pared back and all about the storytelling, and they look amazing, but um, but they, you know, aren't show-off-y, show if that makes sense. Um, so so a lot of the, the pages, they are, they are telling the story and they don't look as amazing as single-page, you know, collectibles always. Uh, but this this one is, uh, this one is, great what, what's going on there's just uh, the layout the composition the, you know going on the rope tying it all, all together just the, the action it's yeah it's a great page i, I think something yeah. that's really great with shannon too i don't know if you guys own any of shannon's pages but for the longest time he worked eight and a half by 11 yeah so you get you get he would pencil at that size get it to brian brian blows it up puts it on the uh more regular sized uh, comic page. It's, and it's interesting. I've seen Shannon go from eight and a half to 11 to like a nine by 14 when he did the uh, $6 million man, Joe book. And then I think he's back to the smaller pages now, but uh, do you have so any of his it, stuff, John? I have quite a bit of his stuff. Yeah. Do you have, what about the eight and a half by 11 ones? Yeah. I've got quite a few of those. Yeah. 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 I, I, I 
I think one of the reasons I'm here is hopefully I'll get to share down the road and I'm, I'll be happy yeah. for sure to share that stuff. And uh, yeah, I've got quite a bit of his stuff in my collection. Awesome. Yeah, I've got and, and a lot of Brian's stuff too. I've got a couple of um, Brian Shearer inked pages, uh, quite a few of Gary Erskine inked pages, and I think just one um, Gallant pencils. And that was that was actually a regular um, Bristol Board comic book um, uh, page size. Thought, so so an there, era. I thought, I thought for a second there you just had one of his pencils. <laughs> uh, yeah so, so uh, it must have been <laughs> so the one i the one i've got must have been from authenticity uh, with that pencil <laughs> it must have been from the window of time that he was drawing at a slightly larger scale but some artists do do sell their pencils or, or include it as part of their art so here's the pencil that drew uh, that wow, issue kind awesome. of thing i think terry, with that terry moore sells his uh or, or should not could you sign pencils. that pencil with the same pencil and then put it in? With the... <laughs> if you can do that, then yeah, I'm I'm all about it. That's then amazing. You're a magician, <laughs> or you just go snap. There you go. <laughs> Chewing gum. Here's your pencil, idiot. <laughs> cool. Right. Uh, do you want to move on to the uh, the next one, yeah, which is this it. is one yeah. of this is one of my faves in my uh, collection. Actually, this is. Uh, again, you're probably aware I'm a big European exclusive Tiger Force fan. Um, Outback is just one of those characters as well. Like, he's just a brilliant, brilliant character. Uh, when he's not wearing a kitty shirt, when he's just wearing a survival shirt, <laughs> you know, the white or slash dark gray and green. So, again, that's a deep cut for any Night Force aficionados of the vintage style there. But anyway, this particular piece from brian i i this was at um granite comic con in um new ham yeah hang on in man manchester anyway it's granite comic con <laughs> in manchester but not the united kingdom one uh and we we went out to to this con it was it could kind of turn into an unofficial gi joe convention it it's not usually that way but like it had larry hammer was there obviously brian adam riches uh buzz dixon um, it had a bunch of random, you know, G.I. Joe affiliated wow. people. And so we go there with, uh, uh, it helped out Boss Fight as well, um, who we're affiliated with, uh, who Kate works for. And um, we ended up kind of like being right next to Brian and Buzz Dixon and Adam. So I go over to to Brian and we're chatting away. And I said, is there any chance I could get, you know, a, a, a commission? Uh, do you have any, do you have any time to do that? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So I was like, awesome. Uh, Tiger Force Outback surprise me and he's like okay <laughs> so he didn't do like the cut you know i was i don't know what i was expecting to be honest i know he, he had to get a reference up initially to see what um the design was like but then i come back a few hours later and this is here and i was just like oh my goodness so he the way he's done him is just in his in brian's very you know unique style um, and also just Copic marker colors as well, just un unbelievably done in just a few hours time as well. Like he sketched that out, colored it and boom, there you go. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be framing this one. I haven't yet, but it's just absolutely gorgeous work. Um, I love just the, the, the kind of like, again, like there's this like scratches across the page to give it this like kind of yeah. like some urgency going on. He's grabbing his bag. 
uh, like obviously something's happening. And in my head, the story, he never said anything about what it was actually happening, but here, but in my head, there's a story of like, he's set up for camp. Uh, and then all of a sudden he's like, there's like, there's either a, a giant friggin' bear in the vicinity <laughs> or co some sort of cobra like team are nearby and he's grabbing his bag quickly to throw it on. He's grabbed his knife. Cause obviously he doesn't have time to, he's not maybe near his, his rifle or whatever. And he's just about to like pounce or like, you know, about to fight or get involved in some sort of uh, action. I'd like to think it's a bear and that he wants to like <laughs> give it a chance before having to go, you know, close quarters combat with it. Uh, rather than shoot it, he's going to get his knife and he's going to kill it if necessary. You know, something along those lines. <laughs> he's not going to put a satchel full of explosives around its neck. Like <laughs> no, what's it? Anyway, could be, could be. Was, Look at this uh, satchel was, he's got. Could be. I was thinking that satchel. Bag. I was thinking that satchel was just full of honey. <laughs> <laughs> And that actually, he says, gonna, "You're not getting it, bear." No, he's going to throw it one way. He's he's going to no, like go the other one. way. Genius, genius. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that's uh, yeah. But Brian, I love that piece as well. There's just so much to love about it, and it's just really cool. And yeah, great, great <laughs> it, make, it makes it uh, makes makes a reason for him having his uh, his orange tiger t-shirt that survival is all about survival you know going out lasting as long as you can the tiger t-shirt is just full-on bear fighting mode exactly <laughs> i'm a tiger basically yeah and, and I, I got i got a um a sketch done a sketch done by brian as as well as scarlet at rollout roll call and um you know rollout call, roll, roll call can be a little bit toy centric as they get amazing comic book but guess, but uh, there's more people there for the toys than than the art, I would say. Um, and yeah. um, so, so he was able to take a, a lot of time doing doing mine. And I don't know how quickly he can work versus you know how long he takes when he doesn't when he's not under pressure. But he spent a long time um, uh, on on mine, you know, several several hours just like uh, with with yours. And he's you know very methodical and, and precise and and lay, putting you know these shared videos of this i think on instagram and stuff he'll yeah. let put the layers down of uh you know of gray tones and stuff underneath um the colors so that when he puts in color over the top it sort of really has that um gradient of uh com yeah. color coming coming through and stuff um, yeah, john i imagine you've probably got a few things from brian as well oh i've, or... I've spent quite a bit of yeah quite a bit of time with brian and i i love the fact that that chris you say just hey go for it you know, I found in my experiences, the more I let the artist go crazy or want to, you know, like help work with them to figure out the character, what, yeah. you know, what costumes are going to be after that, all bets are off. You, you're the creative part. I just, you know, just go for it. I'm the ideas, man. You're the creative part. That's right. I, I, That's I right. must admit, like, I, I find it's a, um, it's like a, it's like a dialogue that you have with each individual Absolutely. artist, because obviously some, some artists prefer a little bit more structure, especially if they're working in that uh, that kind of really speed-oriented kind of like right. uh, environment, like a con. But you're right; like some of them will just be like, "Yeah, they'll they." In fact, I think what happened was Brian said, "Do you do you want anything specific, or do you want me to just go crazy with it?" So if they offer that, then you know they can do it, and it's like, "Yeah, go crazy, just in you know, surprise me." That's totally cool. So it's definitely something that I would uh, contemplate how, after having a dialogue with them, like is it what would they prefer to do you know i always give them that option uh going in but you're right like the the more creative 
that they're going to get with it, the better the better the outcome. So yeah. Okay, cool. Um, right. So next up, again, we're going to get um, we're going to get more outback. Oh look, there I am. <laughs> and Kate, there's Kate is out back, and there's uh, me as Tiger Force hit and run. Do you like that? It's very <laughs> good. <laughs> and Maru, I'm throwing a bit of flavour there for you. That, that looks like you just stepped off the movie set, Chris. I mean, that's yeah, cool. we just finished filming uh, the most ridiculous movie of all time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the that was uh, Joe Fest, I believe. Cool. Yeah. Where was that at? Uh, that was in Georgia, in okay. uh, yeah, it, uh, Augusta, I believe, and it was it, it was the 2018 show, yeah. So we're yeah, 2018 or 2019, whatever the last anchor. one. What did you call me? I said, look at that. I said, <laughs> look at that anchor. <laughs> yes, yes, that is a cracking cosplay as well. The uh, the shipwreck one's wicked, Just, isn't it? Yeah, that that you hook. Knock somebody in the head with that. Crazy. Thing. Yeah, that's um, that that that's what that's a really it was a, a Marujo, isn't it? I think his name in the um, uh, uh, South American Tiger Force. But yeah, really, cool. really cool cosplay. That yeah, the finest are amazing. I love those guys. They were they're so good. They they do amazing stuff. And then I wear stupid uh, tiger base uh, <laughs> and a blue shirt. I tell you what, though, when I found that um, I found that bright orange helmet in a like a. Uh, sports kind of <laughs> place and i'm like i i can do a tiger force hit and run with that i just put some black stickers on it and it's uh it's got it's got the stripes on it and everything on the back i, I cut like you know like black uh tape uh basically into tiger stripes and then laid them on and it works perfectly like they're still on there like nice and tight and when i saw that i'm like I'm gonna. That's what I do. I find I find the hardest thing that I'm gonna the, <laughs> the hardest thing to to kind of create or to find uh, in the in the actual costume. And I go, there you go. It's half of the half the work's done. So I might as well do the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's me. Okay. So Outback. Now, uh, this is Tristan Alexander Kelly. Now he um, was at an Ohio show, one of the, I think the Ohio toy show that Aaron from Roma Collectibles puts on. An amazing show for toys, for comics, for for everything. It's it's really good and super popular as well. They get frigging loads of people for that. Like it's it's been kind of well up up until COVID, uh, they were hitting record numbers that they you know thousands of people were turning up over the weekend. So it's turned into a really big show, and he's had to. He will have to uh, expand and get a bigger place now. But while I was here at this show, Tristan Alexander Kelly, Nicholas Wentland, and the Broken Arrow crew were doing uh, a special cover that Roma, ex- Roma Collectibles exclusive cover for a real American hero, which was um, the Scarlet versus Storm Shadow cover, with like Ninja Force Scarlet and Ninja Viper, and and they did lots of different versions of this cover. And while they were there, I was sifting through all of their really cool artwork and and speaking to Tristan and, and Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas does the colours on the on the on the stuff, and, and Tristan does the, uh, the the lines and, and inks, I believe. And it was just like looking at all this stuff. I was like, this is amazing. I bought every print they had. They had mm-hmm. three different versions of Tunnel Rat, the same print, but then obviously him in um, Night Force and him in Tiger Force and him in you know Sonic Fighters and so on and so forth. Um, they had this one with Outback, and they had him in multiple different versions. They, and I bought all of those. I bought all of the, you know, everything they had. I basically just went, "Yep, I'll have one of each." Thank you very much. And they were just gorgeous pieces. Now this is 
the Tiger Force Outback print uh, that I, I picked up off them, which again is really cool. Again with a knife, like it's just amazing. Like it's, it's I, I'm, he's definitely for me more synonymous with a random curved flat <laughs> than he is with a knife. And uh, it's just funny that they're both versions have given him the knife, holding it in similar ways as well, may I add. Um, but yeah, this is, again, I thought it was really cool. And they offered me the, the original. And so Nick, uh, Tristan sent it to me in the uh, in the post after the fact um, with uh, some extras to give away on the show, the extra prints. So um, big shout out to Tristan. Does, again, beautiful artwork. And I, I, I just, uh, this is another kind of really cool sketch that I'm happy to say I have the original of. This is the actual original piece as well like the the first first kind of like the kind of hard card it's really really awesome so yeah that's outback cool. again the artist didn't sign it uh no i don't I, well i think he i'll have to look at it again i think it might be on there somewhere in a really hidden way um i can't see from that that shot but um mm. uh, yeah even if he hasn't done you know i know, I know it was mm. him <laughs> he, I was there when he was doing some other stuff as well, and yeah, he's he's a great artist. He's the, he's done all sorts of really cool stuff. And again, yeah, Nicholas Wentland did the uh, the colors on this as well. So yeah, is the signature right under his leg, right by his knee? Oh yes, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, T A K, okay. I think it is. Yeah, like tap. But it's not okay. on the uh, it's not on the original art. There, it's not in the uh-huh. same place. Yeah, interesting. Maybe maybe they were wondering if there was going to be type, and they. It's like, well, we can we can move the signature around in the color version if if we might have like a burst here or some words here. Very possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, or he might have just forgotten completely to just put his name on it, uh, and then yeah. But yeah, it, I, I, it's it's so cool, and uh, yeah, it, you can kind of almost see the process there as well going on with some of the uh, the different lines and the different um, like the inks over the the kind of blue. Uh, pencils. Really can you cool. can you zoom back into the middle? Because uh, so the, there's a there's a spray. There's a uh, muzzle. Oh yeah, a muzzle yeah. flare, muzzle flash spray that uh, didn't get inked and didn't get colored. Maybe because that would block his chest, which is you know the the main part of his costume that we associate with him. Yeah, it was in there originally. Yeah. They look. <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's actually a few versions of this as well. Like I said, there's the Night Force and the, the regular white T-shirt version as well. So and I bought all those too. But I just wanted to show the Tiger Force one scene. It was like the theme of today's uh, sketch. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that's uh, Tristan Alexander Kelly and Nicholas Wentland for Outback. Um, and moving on, and you'll all be well, you'll be familiar with the massive signature on this one, guys. Uh, and again, this is from Codename Iowa, Assembly Required. Again, Brian Sauer's amazing show he puts on. Now, Ron Wagner is a very good friend of uh, Assembly Required and because he's in the Ohio area. And uh, this show is just great. And, uh, and Ron is so funny and so lovely. And we've, had, we've spent a lot of time together being like Assembly Required now. And I, I just had to... This is... Um, a print that he did for the show, so I just I bought this off him. But he has actually done uh, a number of uh, pieces for myself and Kate uh, while we've been there and previous shows. And uh, we'll I'll get to that one in a sec. But just coming back to this one, um, uh, the, this is just gorgeous of hit and run. And what's really cool about this is that it's very like 
it's like a hint of hit and run because there's so much like shadow and darkness and and that and it's just so really intriguing and almost like very i don't know very um rogue trooper very um uh, i don't know like just very dark and ominous and yeah just really cool i thought ron wagner is one of those artists who um i feel like i feel like joe fans certainly with me in my mind there is like quintessential ron wagner which is like how he draws around 1987 yeah and then i sort of forget that he did uh punisher and some fourth world stuff he did a superman annual uh at dc um he did three issues of excalibur which i didn't I, I didn't discover until a year ago when I was in the basement of my comic book shop. Amazing. And we had all three of them. And I thought, oh, I should take these home and read them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, well, there's, there's GI Joe and there's Anthaman. And then I feel like with, with some Joe fans and maybe cause they're, uh, more, less into the comics than the toys or, um, or what have you. And it, it does a little disservice to yeah. a Ron Wagner because, when he was drawing Joe, he'd only been a professional for, you know, like two or three years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, some of his Joe work, uh, either it's when the book was running biweekly or, uh, you know, that book was always, always was having deadline troubles. And so some of his issues, he's drawing breakdowns and other artists are, are inking finishes. And um, his, his, his style has changed a little bit over time. But he was always very good. But he's gotten he's gotten much better, and um, there is so much confidence in this drawing and in yeah. this color treatment. And uh, it's really interesting to look at that like one issue of GI Joe he did. What was it around like 2013 and part of the the annual, because it looks like him sort of what we think of as like the platonic ideal of Ron Wagner GI Joe art around 1987. But it also doesn't look like him. Because uh, it's his his work has matured, um, not right now while we're doing the the, the live stream. But <laughs> anyone watching this uh, later, I encourage you to go to his website, which is rjwagner.com, and look at his other work: his sketches, his paintings, um, murals. His work is all over Des Moines. So when we wow. go to the show, we go to like this place called Zombie Burger. And all on the wall, you've got these like amazing pieces of like art, zombies coming out of the wall with like pieces of real wood like attached to it to make it look like they're it's it's artwork on the wall, but then the wood's kind of put on top of it to make it look kind of cool and, and funky. Um, but the whole that whole piece of art is by Ron Wagner. We sit we're in there like in the line, like waiting to go in to to be served to be seated. And I'm looking at this piece of art and say, that is amazing. And I look to the bo- and my eye just wanders to the bottom right of the picture, and there in massive white like you know script is his signature and i'm like no and but it's like that all over des moines you go anywhere in des moines if there's art on something it's probably ron's it's mental comic books in america tend to want a certain kind of style you know like a certain kind of penciling and inking and color treatment. And within that, there's a great deal of variety, but compared to other modes of art making, right? Like graffiti or like caricature or sculpture, sculpture, animation design, right? Like sketchbooks um, 
comics comics is pretty narrow and Ron can do a lot of those other things. And um, something like this, where he's sort of stopping at an earlier stage, right? This looks more like he just stopped at the pencil stage. This looks more like this is something in a sketchbook rather than like a finished piece. Uh, it reveals a lot of talent and a lot of good choices. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So that's a lot of that, confidence. Yeah, big time. That Ron, gun is beautiful. Ron, Ronfidence, we'll call it. No. <laughs> he, he, he went. He went to the Joe Kubert School, right? So he was okay. trained for this. He yeah. did some work on the Midnight Suns titles, didn't he, Tim? Yeah, he drew. Uh, right, he drew uh, a year of Ghost Rider after uh, Texiera left, and then he drew. I think almost all of Morbius, and didn't Morbius run like twenty four issues? Right. Uh, I'm I am waiting, right? Because this Morbius movie is coming, and Marvel uh. has solicited their first two epic collections of all of Morbius's appearances from random issues of Spider-Man and fear and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm assuming that inevitably volume three of, of sort of the complete Morbius and the Epic collections will be that, uh, that midnight sun's solo book. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's hit and run beautifully drawn by Ron. Uh, I've got another Ron piece before we get to my final piece. And this was done, again, like on the day uh, at uh, Assembly Required. And you can see, if you scroll down to the bottom right, his signature's there, nice, big, scribbly writing. Um, now, this, uh, I, I, I basically come at, went up to his table. It was the last con. It was the last uh, Assembly Required we were at before COVID kind of kicked off. And um, Kate was dressed up as Night Force Outback. And she obviously, she'd done Tiger Force Outback. Not actually, I don't think she's done regular Outback. That's the easiest one to do. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to design two T-shirts for her. We we actually, for the Night Force one, I got her two T-shirts. One was green and one was grey. And she unstitched the, the sleeves and put the sleeves on it. Genius. It was like, it was like the best bit of like real world customizing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know? It was brilliant. Anyway, um, so uh, I went up to Ron and I said, could you do me a big favor? And could, could I get a, an Outback, um, you know, at the end of the weekend? He's like, yeah, sure, no worries. Um, and okay, great, brilliant. Come back. Uh, again, this wasn't a great, I mean, it was by the end of the, 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 of the, the, the day. And he'd done it. And he's like, here you go. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is phenomenal. Uh, again, mm. like the speed that, like, because I know it, it's, it, you know, it's a long, it's a lot of hours. But for me, that is really quick. Like that is, you know, this is something, if, if I was to put my mind at doing something like this, it would take me weeks to really like get everything where I want it to be. So it's just, like you said before, Tim, the, the decision-making from an artist, you know, making those decisions on the fly and, and just, or being like com- comfortable and confident to just, just bash it out. And it's like exactly as you wanted it. That's where he is now. And uh, just look at that. Look There's at a lot the of ink on that page. Yeah, big time. It's just glorious. So yeah, this was um, this is Ron at his his very best, in my opinion. It's kind of a different yeah, that, style than that I've ever background. seen. Background. Jay, what do you mean when you say that? Say what, Tim? Uh, it's it's kind of a different style than your than you expect from Ron Wagner. What do you mean? I don't know. It, it looks almost more like um, what was the guy's name that did the first six issues of Walking Dead? Tony Moore. Uh, Tony, Tony Moore, Moore, yeah. Like particularly around um his face and and just kind of the shape of the the arm. 
I guess to me it doesn't look like like Wagner's work in the GI Joe series or really like his Ghost Rider stuff. So yeah, I mean, if I hadn't seen the signature, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you that this was a Ron Wagner. I find it difficult to pin down a style, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, like I I find it difficult to pin down his actual style a lot of the time, especially like when, when we were saying like he does all of these different things. I think he just likes really just doing whatever kind of strikes him at that moment in a way, you know, like experimenting. Yeah. I think that um, Ron's, so Ron's proportions have changed slightly sort of his newer GI Joe work of which there is very little, right. Some convention sketches and an issue and a half on the IDW run compared to his Marvel work uh, and, and like nth man. Um, But um, I feel like uh, his, his his faces are they're like eight percent more cartooned eight percent simplified and in the proportions what i mean in terms of cartooning like the eyes are getting uh, just a smidge closer together they're getting just a tiny bit bigger uh maybe chins are getting just a tiny bit narrower because i'm thinking of the cover to special missions 13 um with dusty right with this very square jaw and it and i i don't think necessarily that wagner was looking at the model sheets for the cartoon when he drew that but that cover to me like that's probably the the like the platonic ideal of ron wagner on gi joe for me and that that echoes whether coincidentally or not the russ heath clean clean crispness and proportions um you look at, uh, you know, I feel like sort of um, calves and ankles in modern Ron Wagner have gotten just a little skinnier. And I don't mean this as a criticism. I just mean like artists' work changes over time. Um, uh, I, you know, a little bit of this is going to be sort of the filter of the inker, um, you know, who was inking him on G.I. Joe, uh, you know, like Mike Witherby inked him on uh, Morbius. And that's, that's not a good point, actually. It's yeah. not something that had happened on G.I. Joe. And then, you know, his work nowadays, um, uh, he he inks it himself. Like he was uh, he was doing Scooby Apocalypse for DC about four years ago. And, you know, like that's a that's a weird book because it's it's like, all right, 60 is Hanna-Barbera, but sort of through the lens of, uh, like the zombie Archie book and the walking <laughs> yeah. dead in like 2016. It's like, who's this for? It's like, well, it's this mm-hmm. probably like a PG 13 book. Um, it's, it's like for this nostalgic 40 year olds, I guess. Um, and so like, uh, I think he was drawing from uh, established character designs that, that uh, were put on the book before he signed on like Jim Lee or like Howard Porter, who'd ever been doing covers. And then, but it's like, well, this doesn't have to look like the old cartoon and it doesn't have to look like gritty and everything's rotting like the walking dead. So it can sort of look like something in the middle. Um, Now I'm just sort of uh, babbling. Um, (laughs) I I think what's also really satisfying about this is um, the proportions of figure to ground that there is Mm. enough background that we believe he's in this place and uh, it, it agrees with him. It's like, Oh, it's a jungle. Um, But he's really big. Yeah. He's really big uh, in this composition and uh, also he's leaning forward and sort of, we get, we get a little of everything, right? We get some of his pants, we get his cool gun, we get his shirt. um, And then, you know, like all the the sort of palm tree uh, reverse silhouettes in the background, like, that's a shorthand and, and 
you know, like those, those are pretty busy in black and white. If, if this were in color, I hope those would get knocked back with like a dark blue or a dark green and you'd have more of an impression. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Did he, who colored this? Chris just now. Uh, I have. This uh, was. I've only ever seen the original. The, the, this the was This this was Ryan Lord who did uh, the colors over this. Okay. Wow. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I think some of the ink work on this looks like Klaus Jansen, like his mm. uh, left arm there in particular, the hair and I, what, on the tricep. What I really love about that is how uh, the the kind of colorist has made it look like this. The light is cracking through the uh canopy and so you've got this like very um clearly defined shape of where the light is kind of cutting through the the top of the trees and that's really cool because you know yeah you yeah you almost see it like literally cutting there's like this the gaps there and it's coming straight down onto his front that's where it's landing and i just think and you can you almost see where the angle of the suns is coming and cutting through it's just I think that's really cool. And also, like, just over the SU bit um, of, on the survival, those little spots where it's obviously there would be, like, you know, you, the, the shape of the, of, the, of the leaves as it's kind of cracking through. I, just, I think that's beautiful. I mean, you could argue we might be coming to the edge of the jungle, but to me it looks like a, a crack of light has burst through the canopy and is lighting him up there. But, I mean, I suppose you could see it in, in two different ways in a sense, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, Chris B over in the comments said, yeah, "Amazing that something this detailed was done at a con." And it is it is incredible oh, yeah. that that this was done in a day or an afternoon at a con. The the level of detail that that you're seeing in in this piece, you know, the those little intricate you know elements in terms of adding in the background, the, his the the weapon that he's got in his hand is just absolutely you know model sheet perfect, and and yeah, just masterful. the way that he's done like. You know the details of it on his on his arms, the the you know the fine this this fine um, you know lines that he's added on the into folds, the camo yeah. in, in his in his um, in the folds of his camo. It's it's pretty spectacular that he was able to to do this in a convention environment rather than it's you know a home in a studio where. And know, I was over I was artists. over his shoulder going, hurry up, hurry up, get it done, <laughs> hurry up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's just super, just super. I love the the yeah, color. Like, that's, actually, that? I, think, I think that's the first time I've seen the color work on that. To be honest, that's uh, gorgeous. Okay, very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you yeah, if you search for Ron Wagner Outback, uh, just on a, on an image search, you you'll see up, him in Australia on a, on a hike. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, so we've uh, we've got, we've got to my last. Uh, piece. Now, this is a uh, this is the one that's very close to my heart. Um, now, this is actually a print that was done for Rollout Roll Call uh, by Bob Breakin, who is the effectively the godfather of Palatoy. There he is, the one on the right, <laughs> uh, not the little lad in the background <laughs> in the bubble, not him. Uh, yeah, that's so. Uh, that's me and Bob at uh, May the Toys Be With You, which was a like a museum. Um, uh exhibition that's the word uh, an exhibition in leicester um for like the old palatoy star wars uh toy line which bob invited said do you want to go down and hang out and i was like yes 
Uh, Bob and, and I have kind of become friends over the years doing, um, you know, the, the podcast and everything, the Action Force podcast. Bob was actually synonymous. And if you don't know, I don't know how you're not aware of this yet, but he was <laughs> synonymous in Action Man, which lent a lot of new ideas that Bob actually helped design, came up with for the 12-inch Action uh, G.I. Joe figures as well. So um, he was responsible for the gripping hand. Uh, that's Bob's hand on all of those original G.I. Joe and Action Man figures. <laughs> he modeled it on his own left hand, I believe. Uh, and uh, yeah, so like he, he literally modeled it looking at his own hand. The guy's amazing. He did, uh, and, and this, this is just one of those things where, um, again, if you're not familiar, Bob designed the Robo Skull, he designed the Red Shadows, he designed a lot of the Action Force uh, figures, uh, the SAS, the. Um, you know, uh, uh, Q-Force, Z-Force, et cetera, et cetera. And in terms of Skeletron, the reason that was quite an important one uh, for me and Kate and, and for Bob is that Skeletron was originally supposed to be the RoboSkull pilot. And yeah. Bob, when he pitched the idea to, you know, the, the guys at Palatoy, uh, he came in with this model that he'd done. And there's an image of it online. I sh again, I should have sent that to you. Sorry about that, Mark. But it's a really interesting image of this this really rough kind of mocked up robo skull model with skeletron next to it and he went into the meeting it's on the desk and he's like okay this little character guy is robo skull and this is the little vehicle he flies and they went no bob that's not what we're going to do the vehicle is going to be called robo skull and we want a different pilot and if we're going to use that <laughs> other skeleton for a different um figure po probably a mail away so that's what happened skeleton became a mail away Bob had to go away and redesign Red Wolf, which I've got a print of that as well. That he he does these beautiful painting kind of like sketches where he does these. This is how he presents the figure, uh, and he did it with Skeletron. He did he's done it with Red Wolf. Uh, he's done more of those. That they're they're kind of floating around out there. I think uh, Analog Toys Tony Roberts has done some great um, videos about these kind of things, and he's he's flashed up the Red Wolf one in the past. Uh, but yeah, this this one is great. And what he what I love about these is that he brings the toy effectively to life in the sketch, and also it explains what all of the little things are with these little kind of like you know scribbled writings and and tech specs. And he's even thrown the Baron in the bottom corner and have and with a speech bubble like giving some of the exposition as to the story behind Skeletron. Uh, you know, the Skeletron is my latest creation from the Iron Blood Laboratories program to destroy Action Force wherever and what, wherever it confronts them, etc., etc. Uh, with a will of its own, it even refuses to obey my orders sometimes. It's like a bit of humor in there <laughs> from uh, Bob as well. But like this, like, you know, servo operated as an effort, was it manipulators? Multipliers. Multipliers. Just incredible things like that. Like things that, you know, you look at the figure and you go, it's just a bit of plastic stuck on there. Yeah. And he's like, you know, giving it life and everything. And I just think they're gorgeous, adorable. Bob does these amazing, like, they're like rough vehicle sketches for the Robo Skull as well. And it's just incredible. Uh, he, he actually, there's, a, there's actually, again, uh, a big uh, sketch like uh, document with a ton of different ideas and designs of what the Robo Skull was going to look like. It had tr tank treads. Some of them were on legs, like a walker. 
and all, all these different like ideas that you had that you just threw onto the page because uh, effectively marketing said we want a vehicle that embodies the red shadows logo so he looked at the logo and he went okay a flying skull with wings on it done that's that's the kind of mind he has so chris there's a there's a date on the bottom right corner yeah uh-huh. 83 yeah so is 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 this artwork all old and made into a modern print is this yeah. a new drawing to look like artwork from then and sort of retro signed basically it's the original as a print with a few things added to make it a roll up roll call exclusive print in the top right hand corner um and i believe the skeletron text was all the way across the top in the original one it doesn't stop the, at that point i don't think um and the uh yeah but, but effectively everything else is you know is what it was and he's he's signed obviously the actual print itself to chris you know etc etc he didn't see into the future yes yeah, he, who would want this back in, in 1983 he was like, is that guy chris i'm gonna meet because obviously him and marty mcfly were really close and uh yeah so <laughs> so this, so this case, is wait go back to the photo are you disappearing from the photo <laughs> yeah. so this is corner so this is this is kind of the the action force equivalent of the like internal presentation art presentation that would have been art, happening yeah. over in, in in Hasbro from uh Ron Rudat and and co. Yes, a hundred percent. That's exactly what this is. Um, but I, I just yeah, I, I just absolutely love it, and it, it means even though it's a print, it's not the original. I'm not going to yeah. to Bob for the original of these things at all. Like. <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah and and the, obviously it means a lot because we're really close now and we're good friends and i just love his style and i think he's so just brilliant and uh yeah so big shout out to bob breakin and i love that so much that print is great brilliant what a great story behind it as well uh and i think that was the end of everything that you were going to show us chris so end of the world uh, there's bob all the way back to the beginning there we go that's what we've been looking at today (laughs) i love that picture it's amazing so uh yeah thank you uh chris then for for sharing all of that that's uh that's amazing and hopefully you'll be able to get to the uk and and dig out um, out some some of the rest of it from uh, from storage from from that you know giant warehouse where they keep the ark of the covenant and everything else <laughs> my toy collection it's disgusting yeah i'll send i'll send you a video to show next time it's hilarious walking around all these big like plastic storage containers that are about 20 feet high just stacked oh and stacked with that it's bonkers <laughs> honestly it, make, it makes me feel a bit sick when i go in there sometimes I'm like i really <laughs> I really should either burn this or no, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, big, big fan of GI Joe and multiple other. Pla- uh, I mean, I've got other stuff too in terms of like artwork. Like I'm a big Turtles fan, and I've got some really interesting art from you know when um, they get merchandise that, that stuff gets merchandised out in like licensed out in different countries. When it comes to the when T- TMNT came to the UK and was Hero Turtles. I've got loads of weird art that they did commissioned from like UK artists or whatever for merchandise. And that's things like, you know, coloring books and t-shirts and stuff like that. And it's, some of it's really cute and like storybooks and stuff. And yeah, so I, I, if I can dig some of that out, I will, um, for the, maybe for like when I, whenever I can get back to the UK to do that, I'll do that. 
Cool. Uh, let's uh, let everybody know where they can find us. So let's see who's up the top here. Let it's Jay. So Jay, where can people find you? Facebook, Jay Cordray or Breakroom Sketches. Yeah, check it out. Did some very good uh, Zorana sketches this week. Most impressive. Most impressive. Most <laughs> impressive. Yeah, those were a lot of fun. I love most <laughs> So even if I don't draw them very well, it's it's fun to do them. And, you know, biker chicks. How can you go wrong? Zorana, <laughs> I didn't know it was you. Sorry, that's from, yeah. that's from the movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, be having a go at uh, coloring one of those uh, myself at some point this this week. Well, you saw what my comment was, didn't you? I said you color it, and then I'll color it after you, and then we'll kind of compare. You tell me what I did wrong. See how, yeah. yeah it's, like how, one of those, how... it's like one of those things where you draw a bit on the paper and then fold it up, and then I'll draw the middle bit and then fold it up, and then you do <laughs> yeah, the top, like and then that. see what it turns out like. <laughs> I'll color the top uh, it's, bit and fold it, and then you color the bottom bit and see what we come up yeah. with. Actually, that would be a lot of fun. Can we do that? Chris added boobs again. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, can you send me um, a big photo or scan of the black and white, yeah. and I'll color it too? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I just think it'd be interesting to see um, how people interpret it, because um, Skinny Joe fan did one, and it was great. I understand what what uh, what the, the goal was, was to make it look like one of the old toys, but um, when I got it, it, it was not at all how I had no, pictured it, you know, because I was I was thinking more metallic and silver surfaces and, and a lighter bike and everything. But it's it's awesome. Anytime somebody jumps on and says, uh, hey, man, can I take a shot of that? I say, yeah, absolutely. I, I love to see what other people uh, do. Definitely. I like what he did with the hair color, too, like that kind of yeah. that, that almost like two or three tone going on the, the way. Because yeah. obviously she has like two clearly defined different color pieces of hair in the new figure. And then, like the old one, it's just pink, isn't it? I think. Yeah. So it's and really like cool. A weird kind of. I don't know. Yeah, it's an odd, it's an odd haircut. Yeah. Kind of uh, trimmed out of eighties hair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you'd call that. But yeah, I really like that. Was really cool, actually. Yeah, love that. Thank you. I appreciate cool. it. And Tim, where people find you? There's a hint down the bottom. A realamericanbook.com. Excellent. Yeah, worth checking it out if you have not yet visited. Uh, Chris, you are ubiquitous. Yeah, you can find me at arealamericanbook.com. Uh, I'm just kidding. You can't find me there. <laughs> Actually, you can, can find me on one, can. Of the blog, on one of the blog posts when you drew you drew me for one of the Joe uh, Con recaps, I believe. Love that. That's always one of, that's one of my favorite things that you did. Um, also, I, I keep <laughs> always stealing you. You, yeah, obviously. No, actually, one of the things I really liked, Tim, was when you did that draw. I know this. I'm going on t- tangent here. Apologies. But let's, when you talk, drew, let's talk about me. Let's talk about you. When you drew that really <laughs> cool version of, you know, that it was like the tomahawk before, like the presentation art for that first tomahawk, which is like really weird design and odd. And it was at Joe. It was at uh, Hascon, and you drew it from memory on as like a sketch. I had to actually use that sketch to describe it on another show I did ages ago and said, Tim did this. This is the closest I could find of what it actually looks like. Oh, yeah. uh, but we, weren't allowed, we weren't allowed to take photos inside Hasbro. Yeah, exactly. That was a fun... Mate, how much fun was that little tour we did with all the art like laid out on in the hallways? Oh, my God. I'll never forget that. We were the legends as well. We were with like... Guy Cassidy and 
and Ron and, and all those guys that that, that worked Ron <laughs> Rude at all the guys that worked on it pretty much. That's awesome. Kurt Grown and we were just we were just walking around uh, David Corionos, Kunitz, all of those guys. It was nuts. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. I missed those days. And yeah, you can find me <laughs> at um, <laughs> the Full Force Podcast uh, pretty much everywhere at the Full Force on Twitter um on facebook uh podbean itunes stitcher and youtube of course uh, check us out we do news bursts comic bursts thanks phoebe dog we've got bursts. Pa- we've, dog we've bursts. got a uh, patreon <laughs> as well so check us out there if you want to support us and you get loads of cool stuff like intel and sit reps and stuff that you don't get uh, elsewhere and you get it early so uh yeah there you go so that's my that's me okay. done and the weeklies full force weeklies yeah i asked my another one dropped today rep this morning and she was like what are you talking about <laughs> i've been talking gi joe too long to people and john i have presumed hey. that yeah john you. thurman yeah. yeah john thurman.com for all things john thurman you can follow me on twitter every november every day of the month i post a jovember original art piece cool some something out of my collection i've been doing that for several years i think mark i think that's maybe how we initially connected way back when but uh yeah Good i'm around yeah very good. And you're also one of the members of Star Joe's, which is that is that kind of on hiatus or just um, movie and not not posting so, quite so frequently at the moment? Uh, we haven't recorded in a bit. Ryan, who started the show 10 plus years ago, uh, had a Kickstarter project, successfully launched his own all ages comic and has been focused oh. on that. Uh, understandably so. But you guys, everybody else has picked up the slack in the meantime great content being out there but uh yeah we we uh we're still around i uh, just haven't haven't been doing much with that show lately very good and you can find uh me and the show at talkingjoe.co.uk which has links to uh everything talking joe uh including our newly launched patreon uh so thank you for our patreon subscribe uh subscribers uh, a, which is Jay and Richard, aka Carol. I thought you were going to say Patreon subscriber for a second. Then, I was well, like, oh, that's it was for a while. Gentlemen, about it pretty bad yesterday. I said it, it's the cost of a cup of coffee. Come on, let's said, project you're getting, confidence. You're getting hours <laughs> of, of listening to your brother, and she thought. Yeah, I can get that for free. <laughs> hundreds and thousands of Patreon supporters who have signed up for because, our content. Yeah. Until you make it. I just saw that Di- Diana uh, Diana's chucked in some comments there as well. Thanks for, for watching. Let's talk about your tour. Uh, Diana was not allowed to take photos at Hasbro and smartly took some anyway. <laughs> yeah, Daryl took a cracking picture of her with the the Tiger Force do cart. I think it was. Um, have I, should I say that, Diana? I've probably, I've probably given the game away now. Probably, we're all going to be arrested. SWAT teaming in oh, a burst no. of the windows. The Hasbro well, SWAT team. Also, I'll um, get you, know, you couple, first. You're close because you're closest. A couple yeah. of years earlier, on a different Hasbro tour, photography was allowed. So, oh well. Who always on the tour with you guys? Oh, it was uh, well. Daryl kind of led it. Daryl de Priest. And it was all of the, the, the legends. It was uh, Kurt Grohn. Um, it was Guy Cassidy, Ron Rudat. Um, I th- yeah, Dave Kunitz was there. Uh, Dan Smith Jr., because he was running the, the kind of show. Uh, Dave from Flagpoints, Tim, myself, 
Kate. Um, there was a few other people there. Uh, was James Cav there? I think I can't remember. There was there was a few people there. There was there was a, a lot of uh, you know. It was it was probably about twenty on the bus. I think. Yeah. Chris, I'm going to correct you. Uh, though I appreciate you changing your memory to include me. Uh, I went on the first tour. On oh, Friday, you went on a different tour, didn't you? I was, I was not on your tour with those interesting people. I remember. I, was, I spoke I was, to you afterwards, didn't I? And yeah, I remember <laughs> now. Shh, sorry. Yeah, I was. I was on the tour with uh, eight very nice people who I hadn't known before and haven't connected with uh, since. But in my <laughs> mind, in my mind, I've also shifted. I think I sort of went on your tour also anyway. I think uh, the, le- I think the legends spirit. were so. We're so friendly, and the, the nostalgia was great, right? Dan was so magnanimous. Like Daryl had all these movie theater after your movie's over. Daryl had these uh, anecdotes, right? <laughs> Diana not only took photos; she just took some of the paintings. Yeah, she just took them. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I well, you were there in spirit for me. Thanks. So, uh, and freedom, you were there Very in good. spirit and freedom. Thanks. <laughs> I was I was wearing the Black Devil's Do spirit costume, which why you couldn't see me. I was just blending into some shadows. Oh, I thought you were Snake Eyes. Um, okay, I was I was blonde once. We'll catch you down the road because we've been talking Joe, and we're all out of Joes. Full full. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for. Out, uh,